And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Everybody can sleep easier, you can rest, you can calm your nerves, ladies and gentlemen, because Demi Lovato is back to using she and her pronouns. I'm so happy. Welcome everybody, my name is Jason Nutt, I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me, and uh, glad to have all of you here. We are broadcasting live to uh, Odyssey Facebook and YouTube, and uh, this show, of course, is available also in podcast form. The chat is open for those of you who are live, and uh, if you're not with us live, you can still leave a comment. You can always send us an email, live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. I do read every single email. I read all the comments. Even the ones calling us out, we get those every now and again. All right, let me turn that off there for a second. Now, okay, so so big, big heapum news. Now, I am going to circle back to the Demi Lovato thing here for a minute, but not not yet. Uh, let's start with uh, bringing in our guest for the day. Culture Casino joins us. Welcome, sir. Oh, hello, and uh, thanks for having me today. I, I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah, yeah this, this is... might be uh, one of the last appearances of the beard. Oh, so, oh, yeah. hey, and Mazer says he was notified on time again. Look at that. Sweet. What is what is YouTube doing? I call shenanigans. I call shenanigans. Mm. So, welcome, sir. Uh, yes, the bearded one is is with us. We're going to be talking about the big news that broke yesterday, <laughs> and there's there's more to this. Mm-hmm than just the one piece but first of all what i want to do is I, want, I need to i need to plug something for saturday morning and i think i think culture you're going to appreciate this uh we've got an interview on saturday with an indie creator on good morning multiverse we try to we try to feature various different indie creators that are crowdfunding projects and whatnot so on saturday we're going to be talking about mother trucker <laughs> wow i love the name already yeah so that's coming up on uh we're that's that's coming up on saturday but uh i'm i'm excited about that that's gonna be fun so uh big news batgirl has been canceled it's gone oh. it's wiped clean from the slate uh it was originally scheduled to be on hbo max and then well i guess it, it was originally th- going to be theatrical wasn't it and then they decided to go HBO Max. I, can't, I, I might be remembering that wrong. It, it, well, no. I mean, at, at various points, this was going all kinds of places. So it's not. That's <laughs> not. You're not misremembering <laughs> at all. It's, um, you know, but it's it's one of those weird things, right? DC, DC has felt kind of directionless for a really long time, and and and, and you know, to, to a larger extent. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers had felt rather directionless. Yeah. You know, because from one week to another, they, they they were schizophrenic. They couldn't make up their minds of what they wanted to do. But yeah, you're right. With this project, it was going to be one thing. It was going to be another thing. It was going to be broken up into things. And, you know, yeah. There we are. And, and we have here the story, I, I think it first broke in the New York Post. Uh, and yeah, I think you're right. the headline is really interesting. Irredeemable Batgirl movie gets shelved by Warner Brothers despite $70 million price tag. Now, they've got a source telling them that even though we're all, re- we're all in the, uh, hey, Pornbot, good to see you there. <laughs> you got friends. What happened there? All right, somebody's, somebody needs to hit that, hit that, where are my wrenches? Give me, give me, get that I got knocked it. out. Oh, no. oh, wait, have I not given you a wrench? Oh, no, I have one. I went to go smash it, but somebody already beat me ah, to it. Okay, so. cool. Uh, all right. So anyway, um, so yeah, $70 million price tag. Some are saying even as much as $100 million. This thing was yeah. in post-production. One of the directors is off getting married when, when this happens, yeah. and you're not yeah. coming back to a movie to finish, uh, sadly. Well, so. And for what most people don't understand is the, 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 one of the directors, they come as a, as a team, right? right? They're not marrying each other. He's, he's getting married, but the other, they're both at the same wedding because 
I mean, obviously, who's going to be your best man and your co-director, right? (laughs) But it's it's a really weird thing, and it hit like a ton of bricks yesterday. I don't think any of us were prepared for it, despite hearing some things in the background that uh, that this thing was looking like it was doomed, and you know, and there's a lot of things to take away from this, but yeah, we should definitely cover some of this article to give it some context. So it says here, holy millions down the drain, Batman. They're, they're they're being clever there because that's, that's a Batman 66 reference for those of you who don't know. Uh, The DC comics film Batgirl will be completely shelved by Warner brothers. A top Hollywood source told the post. That means it won't hit theaters or the streaming service, HBO max fans will not see it. Non-fans wouldn't have seen it anyway. Uh, right. The reportedly $70 million movie, source says the budget was actually more than $100 million, which was doing test screenings for audiences in anticipation of a late 2022 debut, would rank among the most expensive cinematic cast-offs ever. Those tests were said to be so poorly received by moviegoers that the studio decided to cut its losses and run for the sake of the brand's future. It is a DC disaster Source says they think an unspeakable Batgirl is going to be irredeemable. I mean, you have unspeakable and irredeemable in the same sentence. <laughs> I, well, I mean, that's not exactly positive, you know. No, it's <laughs> positive not. Positive statements. I, you know, I look at that and I'm like, okay, but, you know, sometimes it's better just to cut your losses. And, and this, this represented a, a, a very different opportunity. And some of the articles got into it. Uh, recently, that in the in their coverage, that they, they have an opportunity to do, to write this down. To, this is a write down or write off. Yeah. What, the terminology you want to use is you know it, that's all accounting language that I don't use. In fact, I think you probably have the article, right? Yeah, I've got. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got yeah. Hollywood Reporter and I think Variety both yeah. talked about this because of the change in ownership. Yep. And the new legal entity, the new business entity that is Warner Brothers Discovery, as mm-hmm. opposed to AT&T, Warner Media, whatever, yep. that this is the place where, okay, we're changing our strategy. We're not going to be all streaming all the time. There's not going to be as much focus on HBO Max. Right. Zaslav wants to go big into theaters. And this is a reflection of that because this was an expense from AT&T. Yep. We can take the tax hit, the, you know, the tax write-off, and take the loss because they're what forty-three. They they assumed a forty-three billion dollar debt when they when they merged massive, and took over this massive. thing. Massive, yeah, yeah. And 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 look, they they this is an opportunity, right? And this will be lost to them if they don't do it before the they the quarterly, right? Yeah. And so their numbers because their report tomorrow, their right? reports yeah tomorrow. The fourth. Yeah. 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 So so this was an opportunity to just kind of like push this back on AT&T in a way, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm in mind you, I mean, it's it, there's a broader conversation here in that they need to change directions with their most marketable properties. And which is another reason. And this is something that nobody's talking about. And I was, you know, I I was going to bring up in other places last night and again today. And I'm glad I'm here to do it. Um you don't have to look any further than the change in direction than them trying to divest themselves of the CW. So when Nexstar assumes control of the CW, which will get both Paramount Plus or Paramount Globe, whatever the heck they're calling themselves today, yeah. uh, but get Paramount and um, uh, you know uh, Warner out from underneath that trash fire, uh, or, you know, then you know it's the sky's the limit for them because again, you get you're getting rid of things. They need to get rid of. It, it, and this is in Zaslav's own words just a few months ago. They got to get rid of about $3 billion worth of, you know, red. Yeah. That's his plan. This yeah. is part of that. And and that's that's actually in this this Hollywood Reporter article here. Oh. It says, you know, leadership has been looking to find $3 billion in cost savings yep. after the merger. And, you know, Variety is sitting there saying sources note that Batgirl was made under a different regime, like we talked about. Yep. Uh, and this is one of those things where... Uh, this, we're, we're not doing HBO Max anymore. You know, there's not as much of an emphasis on it, which kind of goes back to an earlier thing that Zaslav was talking about where he's, he's sitting there saying, uh, and this was very, very early on in, Mm -hmm. in the, in the, in the game where he said, 
we're not going to spend gobs of money. I'm paraphrasing. I don't think he said no. gobs. We're not going to spend gobs of money chasing the streaming thing, this this streaming beast that's out there because everybody's getting into streaming. Everybody's throwing all of their all of their eggs into that basket. Right. And Zaslav's looking at it and saying, maybe that's not a best strategy. Well, it, it's it's exactly the opposite of what uh, Jason Kalar did. The, you know, day yeah. and date, day and date, pushing a full slate to the streaming service. You know, and trying to bolster those numbers. That was back when they were trying to play a game with investors, where it was the subscriber numbers that mattered, and not the actual, um, not the actual revenue, right. the uh, average revenue per user. See, the only way that, and again, this is a this is a conversation that I had been having for a long time everywhere I went that I didn't feel like anybody cared that I was talking about, which is fine. <laughs> but it's all it's it's got to be something. Uh, any of these ventures have to be able to show that they will remain sustainable. Yeah. And um, the only way you can do that is with what revenue your users are bringing in and the uh, the gradual or slowly the slow removal of costs that are amortized over time. And it, so when you see that um, w when you see that that uh, th those metrics and they just don't work, you know, Wall Street came calling saying this is this doesn't work for us. And Jason Collard didn't react to that. Yeah. And because he'd already been, you know, he already said everything's going to the everything's going to the streaming service day and date. It was bad planning um, and, and trying to push a streaming service that really wasn't really wasn't going to uh, to do them any favors. Look, I, when it comes to the streaming thing, and I know this is a tangent, but when it comes to streaming thing, I still think Sony has the best plan. Make stuff for other people and make a lot of money doing it. Yeah. Well, and you've got not just, you know, not just the... the the Batgirl thing that's going on. And, you know, when you're talking about the changes in the strategy there, you know, we've got Gordita Chronicles canceled for HBO Max. Right. And it says here yeah. they're, they're pulling back on live action kids and family programming. Look at the word they used. <laughs> I know. I know. That's not really a word. So then we've got this that came out, uh, I guess it was last night. No, it was today. Um, HBO Max quietly removed six Warner Brothers streaming exclusive movies. And usually they do an update. They say, this is what's coming to the streaming platform. This is what's leaving at this date and all this. Yeah. These are just gone. They just yeah. disappeared. You have Moonshot. You have Super Intelligence with Melissa McCarthy. No great loss there. Robert Zemeckis <laughs> remake of The Witches, which has been reviewed and said it's unbalanced. So no great yeah. loss there, I guess. An American Pickle starring Seth Rogen. Uh, never heard of it. A Doug Lyman heist pick, Lockdown, Charm City Kings. I haven't heard of half of these. No. But it's 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 interesting that they just went away. Well, and J Jason, those 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 films are not made for you. No, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> But it says here in this article, it says the removal of the Warner Brothers movies could be part of Warner Brothers Discovery's move to get streaming content payment obligations for underperforming titles off its books. Again, it yes. goes back to uh, we've got to find we've got to find the money. We've got to find the savings. Three, three, three billion. billion. And you know what that you you don't you you look at what was being done prior to uh, Zasloff walking in the door. Right. And, then, you know, I didn't mean to step on what you were saying. No, you're fine. You, you, they, they were looking for those. They were they were looking for those opportunities to cut from before he even took over. And because that's kind of the drum he's been beating all along, you know, and his, you know, his uh, due diligence tour, you know, probably led him to to a point where he's going, we are spending a lot of money on stuff nobody wants and, and or watches, yeah. you know, and uh, that he hates that. You know, whether or not he's a true believer in, you know, the message uh, or whatever, you know, you know, political stuff's been foisted upon us from these media companies. Yeah. But whether or not he's a true believer or not, the dude's first priority is making money <laughs> because well, he's a businessman, first and foremost. I find it interesting that the two the two studios that are getting the most media coverage right now and and a lot of it mm -hmm. is decidedly negative 
are Warner Brothers Discovery and right. the Walt Disney Company, which are both now being run by people who are considered outsiders to a certain extent. Right. And they're focused on profit and business, and we're here to sell widgets and make money for our shareholders and make profit for our company so we can make other things. And Hollywood well, doesn't seem to really like that much. No, they don't. And that's why the pushback is more effective over at Disney than it is at, uh, at Warner. Warner, Because, you know, they're, they, they, they can't. It's not apples and oranges. In fact, obviously, Andre and I and Tom and everybody we hang out with, right, yeah. Jason? <laughs> we kind of have this, all, this same perspective, I think, in that um, Zaslav is no, there's no, no, no masters to serve. You know, because this is a this is a brand new entity spun out of AT and T. He has the backing of the board, right? Um, and the primary financial mastermind here is a billionaire named John Malone, who is um, you know in a position where he wants to get rid of um, he wants to get rid of bad things, things that don't work, like CNN Plus, right? That was like one of the first things that go bye bye. Yeah. You know, and they'd already spent how much how much money on that? Hundred million dollars, right? right? Reportedly, and, yeah. And, he's and like, we're getting word that that they're about to change up their anchor lineup. They are, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you have a massive switch, really, uh, possibly at CNN getting back to actual hard news, you know, and less commentary. Um, and I think that that's probably a great move for them. But that's, again, that all comes at the direction of John Malone. He's the 321st richest man on the planet. And he's, you know, he came from the telecommunications side and got into the entertainment aspect of it. And, you know, he's the money behind, well, you know, Discovery and now this merger. You know, and in fact, the way that this this entity came to be was strictly at his direction. When it spun out of AT&T, it spun out in a, in a reverse Morse trust for that reason. You know, it, it, you know, because of tax reasoning, because of what he was directing them to do. So if you don't think that, you know, he, Zoslav is John Malone's guy. He's a he's ride or die with him. And you're going to see, you, you know, you're going to see the results of that, because if you have that kind of support, that's something that Chappick, who I was trying to talk about earlier, he doesn't have over over at um, over at Disney. He is constantly under fire. And he's not only under fire from, you know, those on the outside and the industry as a whole. He's under fire from within because right. of all the people that were left behind that he has to deal with. Anyway, that's a whole yeah. other story. But Well, and, and yeah. you see him trying to chip away about at that a little bit with firing Peter Rice, for example. He's got the entire board unanimously giving him a, a new contract. So there's pieces there uh, that would indicate that he's he's able to now start doing some things that maybe he wasn't able to do before. And it's same, same kind of thing that what Zaslav's looking at is we have to trim the fat. We have to cut the stuff that's not working, you know, get rid of the things that people are not sell, uh, you know, are not buying. They're not interested in this stuff. Let's get rid of it. Yep. And it now, now the question comes, what happens to the flash? Because okay. this whole DC it, DC extended universe thing is now just completely blown out of the water. It is, it is, and and, and uh, you know to steal from other people that I respect, um, the, the Flash film makes no sense now because there's yeah. no going to be nothing tied to it. Um, I mean, really, outside of you know Michael Keaton, there is really no reason to preserve it. None. Well, and you guys were talking about over on Midnight's Edge. He's not even in it very much, is he? No. No, five scenes. And yeah. they're not for any great length of time. And, now, and that's for the moment. They could be cut. You know, yeah. that, that's the other problem they have, which is why they're, you know, you're going to get, you know, there are reasons that there's reshoots and stuff going into Aquaman too, right? And it's just not, it's not just Amber Heard. You know, there are reasons they're spending money on that. They need Aquaman to succeed, yeah, because that's a character they want to roll forward in. They they want the next Wonder Woman film to be good. So you notice how we haven't heard any news around that right. yet. And you have um, the Flash, which is what well, maybe. What were the two words that were used in the Post article? Uh, irredeemable, irredeemable and. and uh, Unspeakable, was it? <laughs> unspeakable and irredeemable. Hmm. So maybe, maybe that would be a way to get rid of this flash film. Look, I somebody asked me this morning, and I answered honestly. 
um, you know, of three possibilities, uh, you know, uh, what's the most likely. And I'll tell you, I think the most likely now, and this changed in the last 24 hours, the most likely thing for the flash is to just cancel it and do the same exact thing you just did to that girl. Yeah. But I, you know, if they don't do that, then drop it on streaming, uh, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know. I or expend well, a whole a whole ton of money on yeah, reshoots and uh, get rid of the problem with that. Well, Hard and to say. Bianca Zombie has a good point. They've got to get some return on Flash because of how much money they've spent. But but it, it wasn't their money. Well, that's true. Yeah, the only on the only amount of their money that's on the books is the reshoots that they spent, which are reportedly somewhere around twenty eight to thirty million. So, so the rest we'll of it could see. be in this tax write-off thing that they do. But if they if they do that, right could with the with the the financials thing, you know, their report coming out tomorrow, would we need to expect them to make a decision on that today? Could we be the looking may at already a, been made. The, the decision may already have been made. Well, I, as far okay, but an announcement maybe. Do we do we find I out today that, or tomorrow? I, I, they, and... they, they, as long as everything on the books is the way it is, um, you know. And again, it's just all come down to an accounting conversation, right? Yeah. This is not. In, in as much as I like to dive into the numbers of things, I'm not an accountant, so I don't really know the. I, I don't really care for the lingo around, around <laughs> that kind of stuff. But um, you know, I, I when I look at the when I look at it, I, I, it could already be done. You just wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, you just wouldn't know. And, and, and we may not know. Even the books may not, you know, show that. But that decision may already be made. Yeah. Or they're going to – they'll do – you can shelve it right now and just take your $30 million and put it in your pocket. And, you know, even after this point in time. But the, the, the Batgirl thing makes, a, makes immediate financial sense as yeah. – you know, as as much as doing reshoots for Aquaman does. I mean, the reshoots for Aquaman are going to be, you know, the opportunity to make your money back. And um, well, it's that's funny what it comes down to. It's funny you mention you mention that because you know you've got the the documents that have been unsealed from the trial, and uh, that umbrella guy oh, did a video on this. He did. And uh, it, this is in one of the one of the pieces of documents. This is Exhibit One filed under seal. But you go in here, and it says here that she was released from her contract. This is her testimony under under oath. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Where she's saying that she was released from her contract for Aquaman too. Now it, it does it does also say that she was rehired. Yes. But the fact that she was released after sitting there saying, you know, you know, how many how many times did we hear people saying, you know, she never got fired from the movie? The Warner Brothers people came in and said she never got fired from the movie. But this says otherwise. Well, and again, if they're doing this, is, this is the, the this is this is where that the play with language happens, right? What's yeah. the definition of the word is is what is that? You know, right? that's where. So it's all it's PR speak. Yeah. So it's like if she didn't get fired. She was released from her contract. That doesn't mean she was fired. Yeah. The same Not thing with that, Gina Carano. Yeah. You know, Gina Carano didn't get fired. We just didn't pick up her contract. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, I mean, to, to people like you and me, it's like that's a distinction without a difference. But in, you know, when you when you talk to these legal nut jobs, you know, which is, again, what we got. That's how we got <laughs> up with it. What is the definition of the word is? You yeah. know, it's like, right. Or recession. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, that viewpoint bothers me. But anyway, right. um, you know, she wasn't fired, right? She was just released from her contract. Look, I mean, it, and and now this even makes more sense because we had heard in the background, and and and, and many, many, many people have have talked about this that in that, that it, it's not a secret that Momoa and uh, and Miss Heard had no chemistry. Yeah. Right. I mean, and and that was one of the biggest things, and they knew that him and Amelia Clark had chemistry, right? Because they'd seen it. So do you think that she's replaced Heard then? Do you think some of those uh, reshoots are, are that? She, uh, I have a, I have a sense, I have a sense that uh, part of the reshoots could include her being replaced in the film. There's a strong suspicion that may, out that, there. It, it would, it, really, it's just a paycheck at that point. 
you know, because they can write her off. They can write a check to her and say, this has been what you would have made on your, you know, whatever we have in, in your the back end part of your deal. And yeah. Well, and, and from this from this paperwork, it said that she didn't have any opportunity to renegotiate when they did hire her back. It was right. just, you know, this is this is the offer. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Or you can you can not come back. So it sounds like they were already, you know, in in that mode of getting ready to cashier her anyway. It, it, yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, it, 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 I based on the way Tug worked through that yesterday in his video and obviously the documents that everybody can download now, by yeah. the way, um, you know, there there is reason to suspect that it was a take it or leave it deal. And that's part of the poverty cry that she's making now right is you know i lost all this money well yeah you didn't get a raise because you know you embarrassed the entity that you work for which and then you know it kind of that's that's and and that's the head scratcher for me because if they're willing to cut their losses with amber heard Mm -hmm. why keep ezra miller Again, it comes down... Okay, so right now, the Flash movie... Consider this. Technically, I think the Flash movie has been in production for nearly five years in some various form or another, including a rewrite either in 2018 or 2019. I can't remember and get the the exact numbers right, but there was a rewrite in the middle of the making of this film, and there were multiple directors attached to it. There's something like possibly up to 40 writers that, that are going to be fighting for credits for this film, and you can't have that many writers... Yeah. Right. You know, trying to get some kind of a writing credit for the because <laughs> they won't get it, you know, and it's it, this has been a complete disaster from from the very um, from the very beginning. And uh, it would be it would be in their best interest to replace him. I mean, it really would, you yeah. know, and what kind of mess it makes for them is is probably the is probably the factor. And I think uh, Cam 1138 is actually a. Uh, uh, getting to some of that substance, yeah. uh, it's not particularly that reason. It's because he's got a lot of information on a lot of people in the industry that they really would prefer not being. Because this guy's a loose cannon. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. he's gonna say whatever comes to mind when it comes to mind, as crazy as it may be. But if 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 that casts any dirt on anybody, that's what they're kind of afraid of. Now, could you make him go away financially? Sure. You know, is it worth this film's gone way? I guess I should start where I left off because I went on a tangent. But this film has cost them way more than what's been reported as the budget. Let's just oh sure put it easily, there. easily. Though. Yeah, yeah, and and considering the delays, the 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 money that's had interest paid on this film, the fact that it's been in the can twice and has been pulled out of it, you know, for first off, you know. The, the reshoots that they just did back in June were right before the latest bunch of shenanigans that were reported on the Post and other other websites. So, you know, they spent a bunch of money doing reshoots, and then this a bunch of stuff breaks about bad behavior. And then now this, thing's, this thing is a poison well. So replacing him, maybe that 30 to $50 million is, 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 is good money after bad, or maybe it's, you know going to save the film have it break even and at least get them to the next part of what they want to do with dc and yeah. i mean they need dc they really really do it's their it's their cash cow property that has yielded no cash you know and that is such a, a frustrating thing for me as a fan because since superman 78 there has everything that that Warner Brothers has done for DC films has been hit and miss. Yeah, you know, Superman got it right, and everything after Superman two. I mean, outside of outside of the time travel stuff, you know, Superman two was a great was a great movie, and I know Superman the the time travel thing was moved to the first movie, but it was originally for the second one. If you look right. at the Donner cut, but past that. You don't have a, a long string of hits. You've got some that do well, some not so much. I mean, for every Batman, you've got a Green Lantern. And, you know, Superman Returns didn't do all that great. And, you know, you have diminishing returns in Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, and and, and those kind of things. So... You're right. This is this is the one thing. If they could get this right, 
and go for 10, 15 years like Marvel's been doing, then, mm. you know, you'd have a juggernaut there. But it doesn't seem like they've got anybody that's that has the understanding of what it's going to take to do it. And, well, and that, that gets to my point, right? That DC has been largely directionless. Yeah. And that's that's bad, right? And, and, and it's it, it, this is the problem with uh, film or entertainment by committee right there's oh, no yes. singular vision that's what you just described and the, and the, so it feels rudderless and and dis, disconnected disjointed you can use a lot of adjectives right descriptives there but that's how it feels and it, that's how it's presented to the audience and that's why you end up with you know divisive stuff like Whedon's you know representation of Justice League Justice League right and then yeah. you have the Snyder cut well, and then, I don't know. then you Go have ahead. well, then you have fans going back and forth and arguing over which universe they want because you know you had you know you've got the Snyder the Snyder cut fans, yep, and there was the hit piece that said well some of those Snyder cut fans were bots you know there's a clear there's a clear effort being made yeah. that we don't want the Snyder stuff and yet but it's you have Bat uh, Batfleck coming back for Aquaman too. So, but they don't want you to look too closely at those claims, right? Yeah. Right? You know, you know, you absolutely want Henry Cavill, right, as Superman. Right. Right? There, that's a no-brainer, right? And I guarantee you, Zossoff's like, this is a no-brainer. Why isn't this being done? You know, resistance at the studio is, you know, by certain members that are either no longer there right away or are on the way out the door. Let's, you know, Hamada, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know... It, but but they don't want you to read into any of those claims when it comes to the bots and anything else like that because they themselves employ bots across the board, you know. And and so you they don't want to look they don't want you to look at any of that. Mm. Um, well, that, yeah, and, I, this, and this is absolutely true. Th well, know? see, I Dave asked if this is a reason why multiverses aren't worth pursuing. I think multiverses present an opportunity to, to tell different kinds of stories, so you're not locked into one con continuity. It, yeah, it's a cheap, it's a cheap, um, what if. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, the, the shared universe, while, while I think there's value in a shared universe, you also start to accumulate baggage with a shared universe. Because if yes. you come in at the 10th movie, there's mm -hmm. a, there's a risk that you're not going to be able to keep up. And this is some of the things that we're seeing over with Star Wars, because Star Wars now all of its canon. So the can the comic books and the books and the video games, everything. So if you haven't read this this book over here by Claudia Gray, you may not understand what's going on in this film over here, and you might not be able to pick up everything that was over here in this and, comic book. And that's a mistake, I think. It is. And that's that is that's one of the that's one of the problems that Disney had by decanonizing stuff and then adding to canon with things that made didn't fall within the framework of the original films you know yeah. you again this is a very popular thing to do by people who are devoid of any kind of creativity it's rewrite history so that it jives with what you want to talk about not with what was created and and and, and we can go into that all day long but in my problem with with multiverses is that is and this is this has been my thoughts on this forever since i was a young person um Every single new iteration, if for some, whatever reason, ends up being a lesser to the to to what the source was, yeah. and that's why it's always recommended to stick with the source. I have not ever seen an iteration of something that that was a part of a multiverse or whatever. What if that was greater? No examples, I think, can anybody point me to of something that was greater than the original creation. Um, I, I look. I, I you don't have to go that far to point out um, that uh, JJ's uh, version of Star Trek <laughs> is vastly inferior to you know the Rod Roddenberry established canonized properties, yeah. right? So it, it it had to create another timeline, you know, and and do that and do the twenty five percent different thing. Yeah. You know, they and because they didn't want to be bound to, you know, the characters and characterizations that were, you know, brought to us by Roddenberry's creation. And we're seeing that with Kurtzman Trek as well. Yeah. Same kind yeah, of thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, from the films to the television shows and all that. But that, I mean, again, all of these bad ideas come out of the same ideology and the, in, the, in the cesspool of the J.J., you know, J.J. Um, 
yeah. uh, acolytes because all of these people come out of his you know production tree. Well, and then and then we have this, and this is this is kind of a sidebar thing, but it it's along those same lines. Uh, mm. This is IGN Neil Patrick Harris saying that Shooty Gott will be the first gay doctor uh, over yep. on Doctor Who. Now, l- to be fair, this is Neil Patrick Harris talking. This is not any kind of an official BBC. This is what we're going to do thing. So, take this with as much salt as you think is appropriate. Um, I haven't seen anything, and I might have missed it, but I haven't seen anything to indicate that that's actually going to be the case. But I don't, you know, it's I don't it, think I don't think you would. No. Yeah, because they're going to try to get eyeballs on this, just like they did the first season of, you know, the first female Doctor garbage. Right. Uh, so but, I have no reason to female, say yeah. the first female Doctor. They were they were marketing that as you know. It's about time. It's her story. They were making a big deal about her being, mm-hmm. you know, the female doctor and, and how yep. much better it was going to be. And yep. I haven't seen any promotional material or anything. Now, it's it's early, but yeah. I haven't seen any interviews from... Uh, I haven't seen anything from, from Gatwa past the announcement at the beginning when they said he was going to play the, car, the pl- play the part. He's like, ah, this is an exciting opportunity. This is great. We're going to take it really seriously and all that. I haven't seen anything from them to indicate that it's going to go that way. Um, again, because of the character that Neil Patrick Harris is going to be playing, which is this villainous character. Yeah. I have no reason to doubt him. He's he's a pretty straight shooter when it comes to stuff. And if he if he's out there shooting his mouth off, he knows that, you know, that's that's something that's going to be paid attention to. He's yeah. a darling in a lot of circles. And I hate that. Look, I, you look really dour. <laughs> I always look you dour. Look, Ask my no, wife. No, no. I'm but always you look like dour. I just, you just like, I just like, I just tread over your grave. No, yeah, no, I, no. I, look, I, I just, I, I anticipate. Well, see, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you, you go back and forth because you've got this news here. That first kill is canceled at Netflix after one season. Yep. This is the, the lesbian vampire vampire hunter team up here. You know, yep. she one's a vampire, one's a vampire hunter. They fall for each other. Now what are you going to do? It's kind of Romeo and Juliet with lesbian vampires. Yeah, it is, actually. And it's yeah, canceled. Exactly and I think, well, oh, that's, yeah, no, it, that's a good sign. Nobody wants to see it, so they're going to get rid of it. And then you have this thing with the Doctor Who thing. And we're like, okay, is this pendulum actually going to swing back or not? <laughs> you know, stop teasing us. Do something well, here. the BBC, it, while while the BBC is still somewhat invested in this, and of course, obviously, it's a new production company that is right. is in ownership of Doctor Who. Um, you, you know, you're still going to you're that, that's public broadcasting television money, which is the argument that you know I've been saying for a long time. Why is the public paying for something like this? You know, and the BBC, of course, that's that's been you know state states television forever right. uh the, the french just voted to get rid of their tv license which will cut several million dollars like uh, several excuse me that, that's going to cut billions of dollars out of there well didn't out the, of British, the pool for isn't, that isn't bbc4 going private didn't a, I see that? who knows what the new uh the new newly elected person or newly selected person will do with it yeah. but it was slated to go public yeah the auction was supposed to be held but then they got rid of the previous uh problem in their eyes which was boris so Mm. um we'll have to see but i just i look at it and i'm like you know the state sponsored television is a problem because whoever is controlling you know the 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 strings is going to like push their political view on everybody else and that is that's not that's not the way things go and that's why a lot of people are turning away from these services like Netflix and stuff like that. But um, the, the, anyway, getting back to that, I, you know, in, in, in some of these in some of these areas, because you asked the question, you are seeing the pendulums uh, move back towards a business approach rather than a you know ideology approach. Will there still be progressive thoughts in stuff? Sure. There have always been there. But, you know, and, and this is an interesting video or a commentary that was made by Razorfist, if you get a chance to check it out, talking about how Hollywood was always fairly conservative up until, you know, the last, you know, five decades or so, six decades or so. And, um, you know, they they worked their very best to get rid of a lot of uh, the 
people that were trying to subvert things, uh, the subversives back then, as you know, that they were called uh, at the time. Um, But they managed to make their way back in. You know, they managed to to demonize the people that were paying attention and uh, things changed, you know, culturally. So but but the problem is, is that they have to be profitable. And we were talking backstage, or maybe we weren't. Maybe we've talked about this before, but um, the the pillars that are holding all of this stuff up are about to get smashed by yeah. an ample economic collapse in uh, a foreign country, and the, they'll be coming soon here too. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all these all these entities that control giant tons of our economy. Now, Bianca anyway. says, uh, assume everything post twenty twenty soft Bolshevik revolution is crap. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any redemption for for any of this? I mean, Zaslav looks like he's making moves to try to try to yeah. bring it back. Chapek looks like he's trying to trying to bring it back. Yeah. Possible recovery, even though I mean, it's going to take a while, especially in a recession and possibly a depression. Yeah, well, we're in a recession. I don't care what anybody says. We've been oh, in I a agree. recession for a quarter. Yeah. But, yeah, I yeah it doesn't matter, but. Uh, well, and, and that, there's that, uh, the variety, uh, the VIP report about, you know, people bailing on, you know, uh, entertainment. They're, yeah. they're cutting back on their streaming subscriptions. Yeah. They're not going out to, to eat as much. I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see a fast recovery. No, no, but they they need it to be faster than it's going to be because again, if you look at those numbers that came out and that survey that you're referring to, right? It wasn't just that people were already cutting back; it's that they in, in the future were willing to cut back on the you know multiple streaming services, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, it's and that's that all the demographics. It's it's all age groups. It's not just one particular yeah. generation either. Yeah, it's surprising, right? The only age group that seemed less affected by it were those that were currently retired. That was it. I mean, yeah. it's the 55 plus, you know, which blows my mind because I'm like, this the entertainment's garbage. But most of the people that are watching that, for the most part, are watching the reruns of things that they enjoyed from years back. They're not watching the modernity crap. Yeah. yeah. So wait, you mean you, know, you mean at 55 I can retire? Can can I retire at 55, Mrs. Boss? You could, you could have. <laughs> I'm just saying, as, you know. It. We, but it, you know, oh, gosh, I, you know, I hope it. I hope that holds true for me. But right. Um, no, when 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 you look at that, my friend, you look at you look at the fact that there's numbers out there that show that you can't sustain this. So even if you're being artificially propped up, right, yeah. by some financial entities, you know, with spooky amounts of money. You have to make profit at some point, which is why the Zaslav thing should give you hope. But it doesn't mean you're going to get less stuff with, you know, some kind of messaging in it. Because just that's, unfortunately, you know, kind of ingrained in certain elements of Hollywood now. And and other entertainment entities around the globe. I mean, it's not just here. It started here, but it's it's elsewhere. Well, and and I can understand, you know, I... I've always said that if if you're going to do any kind of politics or message or anything like that, then it's got to be organic to the story, what, whatever that is. And, and, you know, it's what characters believe certain things or whatnot. But your creative talent it's like Peter Jackson talking about, you know, when they were making the, the Lord of the Rings movies. It's yeah. like we're not telling our story. We're telling Tolkien's story. Right. And that objectivity needs to be emphasized and rewarded there needs to be you know you look at top gun maverick for example we're not we're not doing any kind of message yeah yeah the most successful film of the year there will be nothing else that will compete with it by the end of the year yeah nothing yeah you know and and it has a chance going into another holiday weekend right because we're headed into the second hollywood uh, uh holiday weekend of the summer time right um you know it's going to do bang up business it, it it's had ridiculous holds weekend to weekend. This is this is the true definition of a film with legs. Yes, we haven't had one in a long time, so we don't you know we don't know that you know. And I I've reset my my I've reset my sights on what is going to be a profitable film, and I'm going to have to adjust them again next year because inflation's driving those 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 numbers up. Yeah. But if you're not making two point eight times your budget, you haven't broken even. So if you're if you're going out there and making a two hundred million dollar film which seems to be the the main set price for a lot of these Marvel monsters. Um, 
you know, you need to uh, multiply that by nearly three. Multiply that by 2.8, and that's the number that you need to hit before you can even be considered profitable. Because after the production budget, marketing, you're split with the theaters, uh, you know, as far as the rentals and everything else go, those, you have to consider the the the, the exhibitors have the the studios over barrel now because of you know they because of what they did to them you know during the course of the global crisis and the fact that they leaned so heavily into the streaming stuff yeah. that that has come back to bite them and i'm telling you right now um over at nato and this is uh, the national association of theater owners folks not the other nato <laughs> uh, nathan uh, uh fithian is the guy that, that's in charge over there and he's gonna tell you you know <laughs> we're gonna make you pay yeah and he's not wrong yeah well, and, and given the fact that we don't have, you know, and we've talked about this in, in various different places, the fact that we don't have very many movies that are coming to theaters this oh. year, and, you know, we've got uh, we've got Wakanda Forever that's coming in, what, October? Dis- I think that's going to be disappointing. I know a lot of people are like, it's going to go gangbusters. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. word of mouth on it's not good already, and yeah. We'll see where it we'll see where it ends up after people see it. But I look, I want good entertainment. That's the problem. A lot of people always look at me and say, "Well, he's a naysayer." No, I want good stuff. I do too. You know, and, and getting back to what you said, and I didn't mean to interrupt you on the one comment, no, but you're right. There's a dearth of material. Yeah, and and it doesn't look. I mean, 2023 might be a little bit better, but it depends on uh, depends on the quality of the product and if you're if you're in the middle of a recession like we are and people mm-hmm. are deciding well i'm not going to spend any I, I don't have any extra to spend on the frivolous stuff right. movie theaters are going to take a hit that way anyway whether there whether there's good movies in the theaters or not people are going to sit there and decide i i i can't afford to go out you know, and spend 25 to 50 to 70 dollars on going out to the movies i'll stay home and and, and if you look but okay so uh, look at this like an investor would you know is my is my return on my investment better by having a streaming service or by taking the family out and getting out for a little while in an economy that really has been quite punishing to my 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 lifestyle my 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 way of live my way of life and that's way of life issues are, are are something that I think based on a lot of the primary results from yesterday and previous weeks, you're seeing that people are valuing more their way of life than they are some of these ideologies that have been foisted upon them. And you will see that reflected in the next election cycle. And again, I'm not going to get into the politics of it all, right. but that unfortunately leads into a discussion of you know the money that surrounds all these studios and, and the projects that they support and these streaming services and the projects that they support, which is why, as you were pointing out, Netflix is cutting, you know, the, the first kill, and uh, and 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 other programs, right? Yeah. Because they just they didn't bring the eyeballs. Well, you can't cater to a fractional group of humans and expect to be profitable. You need to be casting the widest possible net, paint with the broadest pop- possible brush. And when you in just a moment ago, you said, well, you know, you know, we need we need this this good entertainment by these creatives. We don't have any creatives in Hollywood anymore. They were been driven out. There's no there's no good writers that are employed by any of these entities now because they they all have to fall under specific definitions of what is an okay person to hire to do this job. You know, because we're looking at we're looking at things that have no merit when it comes to writing. Instead, we're looking at something superficial when it comes to writing. That doesn't equate to good material. Does that open up opportunities for more for more Daily Wire type operations? I mean, Daily Wire is getting involved in this stuff. You know, you've got Terror on the Prairie, and you've got a you know mm-hmm. run, a run run hide fight, and and various yeah. different things they're doing. But there are there there've got to be other people that are not perceived as a political operation because Daily Wire started with politics and they're yeah, going yeah. to have that attached Stigma. to them or whatever. Yeah. But there've yeah. got to be other people out there that are looking at this and seeing some kind of an opportunity here. There has to be. See, one of the one of the problems. Well, I agree with you. Uh, but one of the problems is, in order to uh, get the megaphone to first to, to get to get to that point, you have to start from somewhere. The megaphones that are the loudest right now, unfortunately, are starting in the political realm. 
Uh, but you're not wrong. You're going to see the rise of an independent, an independent everything, whether it be television production, film production, or whatever. I mean, you know, you're watching the megacorps absorb some of these production houses like, uh, like a feeding frenzy, uh, because they still have some creatives within. But yeah. once they get a hold of them, they do the same thing they always do. They drive out the people that were responsible for their success and then things change i mean you don't have to look farther than skydance which does have a lot of the message with them but they they've built themselves up across the board to become a super competitive studio you know and they're not tied to you know anybody directly yeah you know they're going they, they i mean they they were born out of some some interesting places but they went and acquired the talent like you know Lasseter gets shoved out by disney for some bologna sausage well he ends up over at skydance you know it, it's it's that kind of thing so i i have a feeling like i said i mean you don't have to look far you mentioned the daily wire you look at you know thoughtful directors like s craig zaylor right dragged across concrete and mm-hmm. um uh bone tomahawk and you know some of those films that he put to get, together s craig zaylor and then um you look at uh uh, well, obviously in the comic book realm, right? We're all we're all yelling about what Ripa's doing with one comic book. Yeah, three point three million dollars right now. Have you so now to the to the to the naysayers out there because uh, uh, Rich Johnston over at at Bleeding Cool finally had to cover this because uh, he was obligated, but he did it in such a way to sit there and cast shade. Yeah, you know, and you know, threw shade on on Eric, but Eric's yeah. got the books. I mean, they're they're in in the warehouse along with yep. everything else. He's getting ready to start shipping, yeah. and yeah, in this fact, thing, people are going to get this earlier than they were promised. That's the amazing thing about yeah. it, right? And, I I see I see this as an example because you look at this, you look at Cyber Frog, you look at the stuff that, uh, that EBS, Billy yeah, Billy Tucci's doing, yeah. you know, Brian Polito's doing it. They're they're making mm. they're making money hand over fist. I mean, now Eric's Eric's the the top dog right now. But this is well, comic in, sing, books. in single book in single book earnings because EBS yeah. overall I think is like five or six million. Yeah, and total. I think Polito is somewhere up around uh, six or seven total. But yeah, but yeah, Polito's yeah. been doing I it for like twelve years. Well, yeah. But this this goes to show that other people, if if I sit there and I say, okay, I'm I've got this really great idea, I've got this really great creative team, we're going to make mm-hmm. a movie, we're going to go crowdfund it. And it's mm-hmm. going to be a non-woke, no message, or just straight up entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. Or if we decide to crowdfund a magazine, you know, like Starlog. Mm-hmm. Or if we're deciding that we're going to go uh, create an audio drama or whatever. There mm-hmm. are opportunities here. And the crowdfunding, you know, uh, lets you do some of that mm-hmm. outside of the, the, the Hollywood bubble. And I, and I think more people are going to start taking advantage of that as they realize, hey, I... I can do this and I don't have any 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 restrictions. So it, it, this is interesting because I've looked at this from the other side of the equation. You need to get rid of the middlemen in the in 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 the production cycle, like the finance guys. You have to get rid of them because they are literally the people that can make a decision on whether or not you get to make what you want to make. Right. So you're seeing a lot of people go, looking at the metaverse as an opportunity to to do that and i think that that's an interesting perspective in removing the middleman you're looking at people look at nfts you know as part of their production cycle you're seeing a lot of different kinds of thinking and you know think what you want to about nfts and i don't think highly of them at the moment but you know they are they could be utilized as a funding mechanism to make a film in fact they're they're in, in there has been a case where they're they've made a film based on nfts i um I do think that there that that those are the things we need to get rid of or we need to find or found a financial middleman that actually greenlights projects with no message or none of the junk that goes into it you know yeah. and that's that's you know that is what it is but of course I'm working on my own project I think everybody kind of is I'm I'm working on a, a horror sci-fi film that I hope to actually make one day so uh but there are a lot of people that that have projects that um that they're working on, you know, and I, I can, I mean, I have a lot of people reaching out to me like, Hey, I'm working on this. What do you think? Yeah. So it's, it, I think there's a movement afoot. Let me just put it that I, way. I think so. And, yeah. and we've been talking about it here. And, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned the star log type of magazine. We've been talking about yeah. doing something like that for years, 
Um, and of course, I've got my book that I'm looking at expanding and doing a, a bigger version of that. But it's, you know, uh, some of that's finding the time. But it's also generating the interest. It's finding the audience. And you know, there's a there's a big difference between having a YouTube channel with two million subscribers versus yeah. twenty one hundred subscribers. So you know, it's right. a, it's a slow it's a slow burn. It's a it's a tough slog. And hey, one of these days, who knows? Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a little I'm I'm over a little over four K now on my way to five, and you know, it just it's it's a slow slow trudge, but that's okay. You know, eventually it becomes a much faster paced trudge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's that's just the way the algorithm it log logarithmically works. Unfortunately, yeah, yep. there I am. Hey, look, it's there me. It is. And it's it, me. And it's and it's one of those things. I, that's one of the reasons why we built the TV dot two channel to do all of the replay uh, the replay. Uh, plays as opposed yeah. to you know having the live and and replay on this channel because right. the youtube algorithm will like it and of course we're on uh, we're on odyssey same as you are yeah so uh you know we're we're i think we're at 191 subscribers on odyssey it's dropping yeah the bucket, i don't but. i don't i don't i you and i i think i need to do you guys do a fine job but i i need to do a better job of promoting my odyssey presence and my rumble presence and eventually i'll get out to the other couple of video services out there i need to do better at that i think we all do we need to promote all of the different little stickers you have on the bottom of the screen yeah. <laughs> where we are at um you know i just managing all that is a hot mess yeah it's a lot of cut and paste a lot of a lot of copy mm. and paste it's like i'll i'll put it all together in one and i'll copy it and i'll paste it everywhere else and and it's every now and again i i'll find somebody like you who's on some of the other alt alt tech yeah. you know like like parlor or or me yeah. or mines or anything like that. oh he's got an account yeah. here i can tag him and yeah. and yeah it's that it's it's that you have to get people out of the habit of only being at twitter yeah oh no and and that's the thing is i love getter getter is like getter's a great place to be um yeah, parlor i kind of set aside for a while uh, you know, I, I joined there cause it looks like that looked like that was going to be the place where a, a free conversation could be had. And then of course, you know, Amazon colluded with others to get them <laughs> yeah. shut down for a while. Yeah. Uh, mines is a great place. Yeah. And be, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Bianca zombie. Good work over there. That's hard to do on Odyssey. Yeah. And, and, and we've got, you know, uh, we were one of the first, I don't want to say the first, but we were an early adopter of the live stream function over on Odyssey. Now, with Rumble, you have to pay for a higher tier in order to be able to right. do it. Odyssey, we can just do it. And we were one of the first ones to do it. <laughs> and I've, I've lost track of how many emails we've gone back and forth. It's like, hey, what do I, what happened here? What This thing yeah. did this. What's going on? And so, well, yeah. and I, I did that for a little while, right? Because I was also an early adopter. I just I reached out to their support team. They immediately gave me whatever. Uh, you know, they, they needed a qualifying thing. Like, you know, like they used whatever stacks of tokens that you had as your qualifying thing to get in the door there to, to live stream. And I understand that because it cost it cost them quite a bit of money to host these RMTP servers, right? right. That they, they, they allow us to do the injection in, on their on their side of things. And so when I reached out to them, I got it right away. I had very little response when I was dual streaming live or, or at the time, I think I was streaming also to Twitch. So I was going out to three platforms at the same time. Um, I don't do that anymore because as when you reach affiliate on Twitch, you can't share content yeah, live. Wanted, you have to for 24 hours wait. exclusive. Yeah, it's yeah. really dumb. Yeah. But um, so I'm uh, that relegated me to just doing gaming on Twitch through, you know, what I wanted to do was just a gaming channel on Twitch to begin with. But anyway, reg regardless, I think we have to support all the platforms. I think we have to I think we have to um, tout our presence on them all. And I think we need to to push them because I think much like the quartering talks about and all these other folks that are in the same space we are, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that alt tech that's going to make the difference and it's going to keep everybody else honest because right now there's no pressure for any of the entities that we're on to stay honest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So where are you all, uh, where, what all the different platforms are you on right now? Uh, well, you, obviously you do need mines, a little graphic uh, with all of the icons there. Like, you, yeah, you I'm, I'm, I'm getter <laughs> mines, Twitter, um, I'm getting ready to do a Megagram book face thing, but I'm not going to do Facebook. 
So I can't do it. Too toxic, too, too privacy. It, there are too many issues at Facebook that are terrifying if you know anything about internet security. Yeah. Um, I have a Twitch that I haven't done anything with in a long time. I'm going to get back to doing some gaming over there. Obviously, YouTube and Odyssey Rumble. Uh, and I'm going to get to BitChute and what's the other one? Um, there's another one out there like D-Live? BitChute. Was it uh, Subscribestar. 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 Well, Subscribestar yeah, is like D- Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And DLive kind of, yeah, DLive kind of scares me for some reason. <laughs> I think it's because of the content on it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then, and then uh, you know, I, I, have, I have a Patreon I've never launched. We had one the, for a little bit, and then all of the political stuff happened. I was like, nope, yeah. just just shut it down. We, I mean, we didn't have that many subscribers anyway, and we've got yeah. a subscribe star, and I tell people about it, but we don't we don't have anybody signed up for it. And, it, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. We'll we'll do this we'll do this for free for now. <laughs> so. yeah. And and you know, it's uh, just right now. I think the 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 more reach that you have on this the 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 primary platform, I'm going to say it the the. <laughs> The, yeah. the better off you are, unfortunately. And yeah. until, like I said, until they have real actual competition, which is what we're trying to do by recommending people visit these other services, then, you know, they they can suppress smaller content and, maybe, in preference to mainstream content that gets fewer views. Maybe we should do, my mind. Maybe we should do some Odyssey-only streams, some Odyssey-exclusive streams. It sounds reasonable to me. I, really we does. have done, um, RJ over at Critical Blast, he and I have done some things where we'll simulcast to both our our channels and his. On Odyssey? Uh, so it might be, well, we've done it. I've He's only got a YouTube channel. He doesn't know an Odyssey channel. So oh. we do, it, it's called Blast from the Bunker. It's a special thing where we'll, we'll co, co-interview somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'll send it out to all three of ours, you know, Facebook, YouTube, and Odyssey, and send it to his YouTube. So it's it's going to this to it's like a network. It's like a TV network. It's That's going really to cool. Stations. I like that. Yeah. So I'd like to do some more of that. I think that would be good too. You know, for for building awareness and cross pollination and 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 networking and that kind of thing. So I like that idea. The I just I I would be terrified of running a running a foul of the TOS with the tube because of reused content yeah does it but count, i'm all does it I'm count risk as averse reused? when it comes to like my platform well, so. would it count <laughs> would it count as reused con- content if you're on the stream and we're going to your channel and i'm on the stream and we're going to my channel because that doesn't seem like it would be a reuse if it's if it's going to the same place different uh, simultaneously I, I i i'm not sure what their argument would be i'd have to reread that huh. part of the terms of yeah. service something to look at yeah all right well sir we've come to the end of our hour i do appreciate you being here and of course this oh, gives me an opportunity to to pop up our our list oh wow look that's, at that that's everything uh where you Dang. can find us so yeah every everybody i think everybody needs something like this it's because if you're watching the if you're watching the video you can pause it you can frame grab it you can go find us on all of these channels Wow, it's but you know it's one of those things. You know, I I didn't get to ask you. Yes, because you asked me a lot of questions. You think they're going to leave the flash in place? No, um, I'm like you. Twenty four hours ago, I would have said no, but now, I think I think anything is possible. I think I think Zaslav is. is looking at the bottom line and thinking. Not just not just the expense. Yeah, you know, AT and T spent all this money on this movie, but now we're the ones who are going to have to do damage control on the PR. And I don't know that that Zaslav is going to want to do that. I, I think I think he'll he'll take the however many millions hit and do the do the tax write off, and you know they probably already have. Yeah. And maybe during the the earnings report tomorrow they say the flash is done i have to look at the books right yeah that that's the next step right is is to dive in crazy times (laughs) crazy times look at their filing actually yeah (laughs) 
All right, sir. Well, we will definitely do this again. Where? Uh, what oh, have yeah. you got coming up uh, on your channels here in the next oh. uh, few days? Boy, I dropped a I dropped a video today on on how Mr. JD was winning uh, once again. Uh, you know, in spite of AH's best uh, efforts, as you can see there, those are the uploads from recently. But um, the I did a very unpopular with YouTube story, but popular with the people who watched it <laughs> on uh, VisaTube, which you and I talked about uh, or yes. almost talked about on the Sunday show. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, no, I am. Um, I I I've got a lot coming up. You know, obviously every day, uh, every weekday, I have the six minute daily, uh, which is you know basically the blast of you know pop culture news, entertainment news, and just general news. Uh, you know, more than headlines, because I give you my analysis editorial and sometimes, you know, read from the articles. Uh, but um, that's a fun program uh, weekdays. And then, of course, you know, I give people videos every every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. And then obviously nine streaming shows in total every week on the channel. So it's a lot. Nine shows. Wow. You're, do know. you're doing more than I am now. I, yeah, I'm also not sleeping. So I gave up sleep <laughs> uh, completely. All right. Yeah, that's yeah, I, 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 I had to go find a vampire. I, I, so. Yeah, but not a lesbian vampire. I don't know. I'd, see, <laughs> you would have thought that show was a home run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Times they are changing. All right. Culture Casino, thank you very much, sir, for being thank here. You. And thanks to all of you for being here as well. We do appreciate you being here. And that's going to do it for us. Remember, folks, the government is your enemy, and there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.